TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. That's right, passionate yet lighthearted. Hearted. Big Dog, uh, let me ask you last night, without getting too graphical, were you A, more lighthearted, B, more passionate, or C, a very uh, likable combination thereof? Uh, well, do I have to be lighthearted today? I don't feel like it. I was talking about last night. Uh, I'll have to say, uh, last night I was a little bit uh, whimsical. Whimsical, huh? Yes, yes. <laughs> now, probably a little bit too much uh, Jack Daniels on a day of watching some of the best hockey you can see. Yeah, a great hockey action. And uh, by the way, we're still waiting for a result. Do we know Finland or Czechoslovakia? Who won that uh, particular puck game? Did we lose the big dog? Big dog, big dog! Testing one, two, three. We lost him. Apparently, the question of who won, Czechoslovakia versus Finland, was too much of a question for the big dog and his whimsical night last night, and he has dropped off the air. Hopefully, we'll get him back. Thanks for joining us, everybody. It is thetalkzone.com. Two guys in a mic show. We are with you every Monday through Friday, one hour a day, five days a week. That would make five in toto. And our phone number here, if you want to check in, it's 888-463-6700. 48, our producer is trying to get uh, the big dog back right now, David Olson, best in the biz. And he will be with us uh, also. We're uh, doing a two-hour show today, actually, hour number two. We do a show called the Youth Sports Fan Forum, all about uh, the games that our kids play, youth sports. So stick around for that show, too. Thursdays only, we do that show. But um, Olympic Games still, I think, uh, first and foremost in everybody's sporting minds right now. we got a little college basketball to talk about, the baseball action. Starting to heat up a little bit in spring training with um, different teams starting to come about and various teams already deciding who their opening game pitcher is and projected starting lineups. It's a long way to go. A long way to go, but a little bit of baseball seeping into the sports talk. You gotta love it. NBA basketball too. And we'll uh, cover the gamut. We got a couple other issues off the sports page that we want to discuss today. Again, our phone number 888-463-6748. You can email us at mike2guys at aol.com. The U.S. won yesterday, but it wasn't easy. No, absolutely wasn't easy, coach. All those games where, yesterday where were nail biters. Where did you go? Uh, I'm not sure where I went. I was just sitting here. Next thing I know, I was disconnected, Coach. I I, I asked you, you know, first of all, you had a whimsical night last night. You're talking about Jack Daniels. I tried to ask you who the winner of Czechoslovakia and Finland was, and all of a sudden, boom. I disappeared. Yeah, and uh, Finland was the winner of that particular Ah, skate, and that was a phenomenal game. Slovakia. Okay. Yeah, I watched that game. Slovakia uh, beat. Uh, Sweden last night, who yes. was probably one of the best teams in the tournament. Well, and then, they were the, uh, uh, Sweden was the defending champs. Yes, and oh my god, they got Forsberg, Zetterberg, Nicholas Lindstrom, mm-hmm. uh, Kippersoff. I mean, that team is incredible. Any, so, uh, any Goldbergs on the team? I don't believe any Goldbergs. They do wear gold and blue, though, Coach. As a member of the uh, faith, you know, all the Bergs in there, I thought I'd take a shot. Maybe we were represented on the Sweden team. It was worth a shot. Uh, you still might have a shot, Coach. <laughs> All right, so Finland 
knocked off Czechoslovakia. That's what you said, right? Uh, Finland knocked off the Czech Republic. Czech coach, Republic. Cause, yeah, because yeah, Czechoslovakia yes. no longer yes. exists. Because yes. there's Czech and there's also Slovakia, yeah. which is part of Czechoslovakia. Don't. And Slovakia beat um, <laughs> Sweden last night. So Slovakia <laughs> will be playing Canada. So Any kids listening to this particular report, you can get uh, partial credit for social studies class with today's geography lesson from Professor Redwanski. That was nicely done. Yeah, it's not bad that, you know, you can actually talk about, uh, you know, world hockey and you can learn about yeah. the, the Eastern Black nations and, you know, like the Russian, you know, mm-hmm. iron wall, the iron curtain that they put up. And, all, you know, all kidding aside, I think there are teachers out there that could combine the interest in the Olympic Games and a little um, geography and history lesson, no question about it. Yeah, the, you can go into something, uh, you know, to, they, they broke up that great Czechoslovakian team. Now you have a good Czech Republic team and a good Slovakian mm-hmm. It's the same way with uh, the old uh, Yugoslavian best. They had, like the Serbian and the Croatian team. They all got broke. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, countries, that's the way to reach kids like me when I was growing up as a kid. If you would explain it that way, I would have paid attention in school. That's exactly right. You got to find a way to connect with your uh, listener, just like we do on internet sports or uh, on the radio. And that's exactly what a teacher has got to do with kids. Speaking of connecting, Big Dog, we're having some technical uh, difficulties here. So hopefully, hopefully we can get more of you than less of you. But you are breaking up, and as you know, breaking up is hard to do. Well, uh, I'm gonna. I'll try to solve this. I'll call right in, Coach. What's that? I'll call in. Well, let's keep it. David Olson, our producer, has said, let's give it a shot. Let's let's go with the current system and not get you on the phone. So hopefully it will make it for the next 56 minutes and 18 seconds that we're on the air. But uh, So we got down to the final four. Now, no games today in hockey, that is, of course, and the semifinal games are going to be Friday. Your thoughts on the United States game? The final was 2 nothing, but big deal. It was 1-0 up until the final minute of the game, and uh, even though we dominated, Switzerland could have uh, scored a late goal and made things a little bit too interesting. Coach, it was one of the most dramatic hockey games I've ever seen. You know, when it's 0-0 that long and, and the U.S. is getting so many shots, yep. you know, you get frustrated, you get worried because you're like, well, we're dominating and it's 0-0. But you felt, really they weren't dominating, even though they were getting a lot more shots. It was a pretty evenly played game. But at the end of the first period, or second period, it looked like the U.S. finally had, you know, like, uh, you know, you know, cracked a wall. A puck went in, they lit the lamp, they start celebrating, and then they, they go to the video replay, and the puck hit off the, the chest of Jonas uh, Hiller, and it bounces over him, mm-hmm. and it barely goes over. It was 0-0 as it was crossing the line, Coach. Mm. So you know, you think it's going to be one nothing, all of a sudden it's still 0-0, and you got to sit through a period like that, and you're like, oh, no, what the heck's going to happen? Uh, the U.S. come out, they scored pretty early in the in the. Well, before they had scored, did you see the play where it looked like the Swiss had scored first? No. It went off the – okay, the Swiss hit a shot. It goes off the post, but it was from an angle, and it looked like it, they had scored. Mm-hmm. But they continued play like they're supposed to. Well, it goes to the other end. The U.S. score a goal, okay? Okay, Coach, right before they had scored, they, they scored, they had called a penalty on Kessler. Okay. So they waved off the goal, and I was like – and I was like, the only reason why they waved it off is because they thought they had given up a goal on the other end. They didn't want a big, gigantic controversy. Mm-hmm. Turns out it wasn't even a penalty. So the U.S. got screwed out of a goal because the original thing that they thought was a goal that the Swiss had wasn't. 
So it was like, oh no, all these like things started mounting up. It really looked like it was going to be doomed for the U.S. They were playing awesome, but they couldn't get a break. And then finally, you know, uh, Zach Parisi mm-hmm. gets credit for a goal that I got to tell you something, coach. Uh, Langenbrunner was the last one to touch it. Parisi should not have got the goal on that particular, on, on the yeah. first goal for the U.S. But you know yesterday. what? With, with everything you just described, I don't think Parisi or whoever the other guys, I don't think anybody cared who got credit for the goal. It was such a relief. When they finally got that goal and got the lead, I don't care if they gave it to the trainer or the equipment guy. The point was the U.S. got the lead, and boy, was that a collective. They didn't let down, but at that point, all the psychological signs were going against the U.S. That was a big goal at the time. Oh, yeah, you're exactly right. Nobody cares at this point. That's why this is such unbelievable hockey to watch is because people aren't out there trying to get shots on goal or trying to score. Everybody is playing 100% whatever it takes to win this particular ball game. It is absolutely phenomenal, Coach. Now, you know, I was going to ask you that. By the way, we said that there's no hockey action today. We're talking the men's side. Of course, there's a lot of hockey action at 530 and MSNBC. We will have Canada taking on the U.S. U.S. women's version for the gold medal. That's going to be a phenomenal game. But, dog, I wanted to ask you why, and I think most listeners would agree, these games, the Olympic games, it's much, much more exciting hockey, much more coast-to-coast, more shots on goal. And I'm still not sure why. Is it the width of the rink that allows the athleticism of the players to show through? I mean, we watch NHL hockey, and it's a much more confined, if I could use that word, game. Why are these games so much more open and exciting? Well, it, 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 well, it's funny because normally for the, the Olympics coach, they play on a bigger, uh, rink than this. This is a little smaller rink than your typical, uh, international hockey is played on. So technically this is a little bit, um, more constrained than your typical, uh, international hockey. But, but it's still, it's still, I don't know about longer, but it's a wider rink. Is it not than an NHL? Oh, it, it it is definitely a wider rink in the international one, but this isn't as wide. It's the like the inter, the international one is like three feet wider than this one, which really makes a gigantic difference mm-hmm. in play. And to be quite honest with you, coach, they are much, much, much more um, uh, apt to call uh, penalties when you're talking about international play. Seriously, mm-hmm. they let you get away with a lot more. So what ends up happening in is in international play, you know you can't get away with stuff, so you there is more free play. And if you do do something, they call the penalty, which means that there's going to be more power plays. And there are a lot more power plays in international play than NHL. Have you noticed that? seems like somebody's always on one during this. I haven't, actually. but uh, all right, So that's interesting. So it's a less physical game. I also Now, the rules aren't different. I, it seems to be, and I'm not exactly hockey boy like you are. And again, any fans watching the Olympic action, we're talking hockey now, well, Kind of review the Olympic Games as a whole here, 888-463-6748. Feel free to dial in. You can email us, too, with your thoughts, questions, comments, and criticisms. We love criticisms, by the way, at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. But it seems to me, Joel, uh, that the offsides penalty, they're still calling it, but it's much looser. In other words, if they're not as strict on it, is there a rule change, or am I just imagining that? Your whole entire body has to be over the line for you to be offsides, coach, in international play. It's different than NHL. A little tiny different. Yeah, that's the difference. Well, from the brief moments that I've watched, that makes a difference. 
Oh, absolutely. You get a guy flying towards the, the net. Yeah. I mean, that's a gigantic difference, Coach, when you don't have to worry about it as much. Yeah, and as a everyday uh, fan, might I suggest to the uh, fine folks of the National Hockey League, I don't know if the commissioner, Gary Bettman, is a regular listener to our show. David Olson is shaking his head. Our producer saying that he is. Gary, if you're listening, might I suggest the NHL adopt some of these rules? It is a better game. That offsides penalty is an absolute killjoy in the NHL. Well, uh, it, coach, it, there's a reason why it's there. It's still in the international game too. What, so. uh, help me out. What is the reason it's there? Besides, so there besides isn't cherry picking, coach. Huh? So there isn't cherry picking. Well, I think I could. Uh, I'm not a rocket. Well, well you know what? The offside, at least the offside rule in NHL makes sense as opposed to um, uh, the uh, soccer, where it's, you can do the offside trap and all that other stuff. So you know, there's offside rules that are bogus it's in, in a lot. It's no, the it's same not, concept. Say, very it's it's same not concept. the same concept, Coach. At least it's a line and you know where it is. In in soccer, you can have the guy like move up and all of a sudden it's a penalty. Yes. Because some other guy in the field moved. That's mm-hmm. moronic. And that just that's that was one of the I, I'm starting to love you know international football, but the two things I hate about it are the offside rule and uh flopping. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, in international hockey, if you flop, yes. they call they call the penalty Good. against you. Good, they should. Yes, no I flopping. love that. They, 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 seriously, they really frown upon flopping, which mm. is, I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah, now it's hard for the referees to make that call. It puts a lot of pressure, a lot of onus on the referees, but absolutely. The flop in soccer is disgusting, and it's almost equally as bad in hockey. You don't see it as much in hockey. I completely agree with you on your soccer offsides. Where I disagree with you, I think that same concept, though, could be taken to the NHL. I think the offside, you... Look, I'm not a rocket scientist, but I think you give me a little bit of video, a little bit of time, and a couple of hockey people with me, I can find a way. I can find a way to prevent cherry picking and still not have so many offsides calls and so many whistles at some of the most exciting moments when you're about to score. I'm convinced. Well, Coach, you need to – You need to, huh? I, I, I tr- trust me. I, I understand. I try to think out the box. You need to come up with a solution and, and bring I, it to the th- I don't even think you have to think outside the box that hard. I mean, this one's pretty easy. You just you're trying to prevent cherry. Pa- how about the two line pass should be allowed, right? That makes a difference. Opens how about up this? Just have offsides be the middle of the rink instead of the the blue line right there. That would be a. Uh, I don't know if that's the answer, but that would be a step, maybe a couple of steps in the correct direction. Okay. Well, I don't yeah. want to change hockey whatsoever. Just to let you know, well, I'm pretty see, the way it is. So I'm not. I don't want to change it. See, so you're satisfied. That's probably. No, no, yeah, I am. I got to be quite honest with you. Uh-huh. When I watch hockey, it is so freaking exciting that I, I can barely get out of my seat. So well, yeah, I would have to say I'm pretty be, satisfied with the way the game is set up. Yes, I don't want to change it, Coach. Maybe a good product, but remember, those that are satisfied never improve. If you do not improve, if you are standing pat. You then begin to deteriorate. Remember, I would I would have to say I'm pretty happy with my hockey fandom, Coach. I'm not worried about it deteriorating. Now, if you're talking about my life or my you know (laughs) habits, that's something totally different. Okay, but by the way, you don't you don't suppose I'm happy with the way hockey is. Yes. (laughs) So summing up the last eight minutes, hockey situation very good. Your personal life situation not so good. Do you cherry pick in your everyday life too? Did we lose the big deal? Absolutely. Every time I get a chance, I try to cherry pick. <laughs> How about flopping? Do you flop also? It all depends on the situation. If I think I'm above someone, yes. If uh-huh. I'm below them, no. Like, I don't want to seem desperate. Because uh-huh. flopping, like, you know, you're a young single man still out and about in the town. Uh, 
whining and dining many of the young females of the Chicago area. Yeah, right. Fly, huh? <laughs> yeah, what are you right. Talking about you're 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 a fitness instructor. So, you're a you're you're a very on the radio now. You're a very popular guy. Don't kid yourself. Well, but, no, no, I'm talking about the whining and dining of people. They they well, have to whine and dine me, coach. Yeah, That's I know the, the, the the finances are a little tougher now. The whining and the dining. Not quite yeah, as well, fine. The whining and dining is the fact that the girl is complaining, <laughs> the whining, that we're dining at my house. <laughs> Joel fish sticks again? That's not, not quite the whining and dining we had in mind, huh? Yeah, not exactly, coach. <laughs> a person complaining that we're dining at my house. Uh, do you at least put a candle in the fish stick? Try to create some atmosphere? <laughs> we lost the big dog again. Yeah, uh, there you go. Oh, there you go. He's back. He's back. Blue, 42, red, 17. We got a disconcerted, uh, a discombobulated conversation today, Big Dog. Hopefully we can fight through it. Are you still with us? Yes. Yeah. God bless you. God bless you. All right. 888-463-6748. The phone number. U.S. did win 2 nothing yesterday. Real quick before we head to a break, just finishing the hockey thoughts. I was, uh, disappointed, eminently disappointed. I had taped, I have limited viewer time. So it's, uh, you know, viewer discretion be advised. So I thought the event of the day was to watch Russia versus Canada in hockey. Uh, you know what? That looked like the best game at the yeah. beginning of the day. And if you only have one, I, I can understand why you chose right. that one. That, that was the only dog of the day, though, Coach. I know that. That's why I was so disappointed. Yeah. I sat down about 10 o'clock and last night all excited for a great hockey game. And it started off with unbelievable intensity. And I'm sitting back telling a kid's wife, you got to watch this. This is going to be unbelievable hockey. And within about 20 minutes, it was like 5-1. to one. Game over. <laughs> The Russian and it team. Ended up, it, it ended up going to six and one. I think the final score was seven two. Seven I mean, it was three. I think seven three. Seven three. Okay. Yeah. So Canada is on a roll. Suffice it to say, if the U.S. and Canada both win, I don't know about you, Big Dome, but I think the U.S. will have a whole heap of trouble knocking off Canada once again. I I'm starting to get that feeling, Coach. But you know what? Let, let's not even start counting our chickens. I mean, it looks like it's a U.S. Uh, Canada collision course in both men's and women's because mm-hmm. the women play today. Look, I mean, it looks that way, but you you just never know. You get a hot goaltender in Slovakia with Marion Hosa right now. Ooh, the coach they can score and they can goaltend. So it's mm-hmm. you know the Canada still got their hands full, and so do the U.S. with Finland. Uh, who is on Finland? Any NHL names we might? Uh, be? Uh, the Finland has a bunch of NHL players, coach. Okay. Uh, that's the thing is, uh, uh, the team the, there were six teams with a bunch of NHL players, and mm-hmm. they finished one through six. And the seventh team, which has a couple of them that are, but is uh, Slovakia. They finished in seventh. Mm-hmm. And like the eight team is Switzerland. They have a goalie and uh, and a defenseman. So it's kind of funny how it worked out. The more NHL players you had, the better you mm-hmm. did. In the in the tournament, we have one emailer that wants to know: Ask Big Doe what happened to the Mexico team. Apparently, he picked Mexico in the office pool. How far did the Mexican hockey team get? Uh, they did not qualify, Coach. <laughs> they did not qualify. The only place cool enough uh, to actually have an ice rink in Mexico <laughs> is eight miles into the into the what do you call it into into the mountains, and yes. the the smog is so thick there. A hockey player's life expectancy right. in Mexico is about twenty seven minutes. A simple no would have been nice to our emailer. Now you've got him thoroughly depressed. Well, I I, I could give him a no in Spanish. You want to hear it? No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Enough whining and dining out of you. When we come back, we'll talk about some of the other Olympic events from yesterday, some college hoops, and uh, I want to ask you about uh, the new airport security. Apparently, big dog, the full body airport scan is here. I want your thoughts on that. It's the coach. coach. Yes, sir. I gotta tell you something. I have a lot of thoughts on that because I'm quite honest with you. With this new o- Obama type healthcare, yes, prostate exam, 
and uh, and security check at the air- airport all rolled into one. Interesting. I want to tap into that when we come back. Tap into that. <laughs> Wrong term. I'm sorry. Talkzone.com. Two guys at a mic. Quick break. Big dog and the coach back at you in about 38 seconds. Lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Hey, we are back at the TalkZone.com. The big dog checking in from beautiful Aurora, Illinois, doing the show from there. If you're checking out our show via the webcast, there are two mics here, but there's only one guy. Big Dog doing the show out in the beautiful western suburbs of Chicago. Dog, welcome back. Again, our phone lines are open. 888-463-6748. We're user-friendly. Internet Sports Talk Radio. Dial it up. Anything you want to talk about, we are right here for you. You can email us to it. Mike, two guys at AOL.com. That's M-I-C. And the number two. Mike, two guys, AOL.com. Big Dog, apparently I touched a nerve with the uh, now effervescent fool body scanner that is at uh, various airport securities, including our very own Chicago O'Hare Airport. Uh, the whole body scanner, Coach, how, I mean, exactly how does this work? You know, when you say that, people mm-hmm. are going to be a little freaked out about yes. it. I mean, it could be something totally benign, and it's not that big of a deal, mm-hmm. but is it intrusive? Seriously, I mean, well, maybe this is going to save lives, or maybe this is going to pry into ways that we don't want. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you got to figure out wh- which is it going to do more for us. Yeah, they've shown pictures. I mean, basically, it shows the outline of the body. That's basically what it is, and obviously, we'll pick up any illegal objects that someone might be carrying too. So, the answer to whether it is too intrusive or not is probably a personal thing. You know, you, again, we weigh our own personal security versus our own personal privacy, and I don't know that there's a right and a wrong answer to that. Well, I mean, how intrusive is it? Do you know what I'm saying, Coach? Mm-hmm. I don't know how specific it gets. Uh, I do know that uh, available for the holiday season, there will be the home version of the full-body scanner. So, Big Dog, when people come over to your house, you could have one of those right at your entrance gate, and uh, the whole family could have fun. Uh, you know what? That's not bad for parties. <laughs> Out of sight, my man. Yeah, it'd be there for, you could tell people it'd be there for security reasons, but, uh, you know, you could use it for your own altruistic purposes as well. Uh, I don't have an altruistic bone in my body, Coach. That's too bad. Yeah, well. Not even sure what altruistic means, but I thought I'd throw it out there and make myself (laughs) sound somewhat intelligent. But, now, I don't know if you have any plans to travel in the near future, but O'Hare Airport in Chicago just started, I think, this week. 
using the full body scan. I don't know how much time it takes either, but I, I do know. Well, looking at the pictures, you don't have to take off any clothes. So you yes. can, you know, you leave your shoes on, leave your jacket on, I think, and uh, you know, there you go. See, this sounds much better, doesn't it? Instead of people taking their shoes off mm-hmm. while the, they're, they're they're carrying a bomb in some other way, just here, here you go, check it all out. Mm-hmm. You know what? As much as I'm into civil liberties and and you know and be able to do what you want to do. I, I hate to admit, you know, you don't have those same things when you're getting on a plane. Planes can be used as weapons. People can take them over. So you, you have to give up some of those freedoms when you're getting on a plane. And, and if you don't like it, drive or take a boat. You know you know what I'm saying, Coach? So it, I don't really mind any of this stuff. But uh, I, I will tell you this. It does make you want to get in shape before you take a fly a plane. <laughs> you know what? If it, if it has that secondary purpose maybe uh even though it's not what it was intended for maybe maybe it will serve some benefit you know people yeah, get a little more conscious of what they look like yeah and no wonder why when they're complaining why do i have to buy two seats well if you don't mind let's go back to your full body scan ma'am mm-hmm. uh, here you can you can totally tell that there's no possible way this could fit inside of that <laughs> what what did you think about that uh, fine gentleman who's going on the YouTubes and the tweets? We might get him as a guest on the show. Who knows? That was kicked off. I forget what airlines it was. But he was uh, kicked off basically because he wouldn't pay for the second seat because he was too, pardon the expression, but too fat. It's Kevin yeah, Smith. It, Kevin Smith is his name? Kevin Smith, yeah. Southwest Mo- Airlines? Yeah, it was Southwest. Okay. All right. Did you read that story, Big Dog? And if so, Coach- uh, yes, sir. Coach, and I don't, I don't want to sit here and bash people that, that have a condition, but I'm always the guy that has to sit next to that particular person. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I would rather have him buy two seats so I don't have to, you know, have a roll on my lap. And I'm not talking about the free roll that Southwest <laughs> gives you during the middle of their flight that they don't serve you food in. Okay. You understand? Just get down to 155 pounds, you fat bastard. You stop eating. What's the problem? Stop eating. That's all you can do. You don't understand anything. Do you understand that? <laughs> that was one of the flight attendants, I think, from Southwest Airlines. They, they might want to work on their uh, customer service a little bit, Big Dog. You can get the message across a little bit more um, gentle than that, I would say. Okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> but you got no problem with someone uh, overweight being kicked off or refusing to pay. See, I'm a little more sensitive to it. I would, you know what? It's a couple hour flight. I've been in that uncomfortable situation before. I would lean towards. I can deal with it and not make the person pay a second seat. But you know me, I'm a kinder and gentler individual. No, 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 you really are. And you know what the sad thing with me is I would probably would just shut up and absorb the punishment. But I know <laughs> that's exactly what I would do. So hopefully the the, the the actual airline will take control of the situation and not have me deal with it and feel like a heel. Uh, that's, that's a great – that should be the motto for some airlines. You can – fat as you want. You can sit in it and the person next to you, you just have to sit there and absorb the punishment. Yeah, we like excess. Uh, we'll call it excess baggage airlines. Say you know, that people again. that have you yeah. know, the bigger room. You know, like it, basically <laughs> they and they serve you the food in a trough. You serve yourself. What? Stop it! Stop it! They don't serve you food anymore in the airlines. What are you talking about? You're lucky if you get the roll, like you said. Well, that, but this is a new airlines, coach. We're talking about a new style airline. You got to make your money up somehow because you're not going to be able to put as many seats in that particular, you know, airline. Because anybody can start, you know, an airline in Japan and make some money. You can put 900 seats inside a 727. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? But you're talking about American-sized fat people. You got to make your money up somehow. So you're going to have to charge them extra for the food that you serve while you're actually in flight because there's going to be about 
40% less seats in this because you got to have spacious seats in this. You got to think, you know, reasonably if you're going to start a business. We are jumping off the sports page as we are wont to do here on Two Guys in a Mic. Our phone lines are open 888-463-6748. Big Dog, we got a, a fine caller checking in from Wisconsin and it's caller John checking in. Big John, how are you? Hey, you know, let me tell you, let me tell you something, little dog. For one thing, let me get something straight with this guy that was on Southwest Airlines. He didn't even need an <laughs> extension belt. So he wasn't all that big. Okay, so when you have to sit next to somebody like us, well, why don't you go sit by the emergency exit, big dog? Because let me tell you, he didn't even need an extension belt. He wasn't all that big. What helped me? I've offered. I can't believe. No, 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 John, don't get mad. You're going to come over here and bash me. By the way, in those situations, I've asked. I was like, I was like, listen, if emergency happens, I'm the only one on this plane that I know isn't going to panic. So could you please put me by that emergency exit so I have a little bit more? I actually request that seat for the extra leg room. And plus, I want to be the first one off the plane. I'm not going to be there telling everybody orderly. I'm going to I'm going to be like Costanza during the fire. I'm going to be pushing people down so I can get off the plane. But you made you made the comment that you had to sit next to those kind of people. What are those kind of people? Because that kind of person didn't even need an extension belt. Okay, well, I I don't know what this guy looked like, okay? I'm talking about the ones in my personal experience, okay? I I tell you, I've been in some experiences that just aren't right. And I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, you know, a small guy as it is, you know, but I try to keep my body inside of my seat. I don't see why I have to deal with somebody else's body flowing over into my seat. You know, I mean, I I need my own personal space and, and if I can get it, I would rather have it, okay? And you know what? I'd rather talk about those people that are six feet five that has to deal with the seats in front of them that people put their seats back than to talk about overweight guys that's taking up a you know half yeah. of a seat. That would they be me, by the way. Let this guy put the armrest down. Yeah, call her John. That, <laughs> that Maybe be... he was too fat to put it down. Okay. <laughs> well, by the way, yeah, I've never, I've never seen it. I, I, trust me, I, I, I'm, I'm, I've been very, very fat before. But sometimes, don't just get, we don't know how big he was. If he couldn't put the armrest down, there might be a reason for that. <laughs> well, he actually wanted, I believe he actually wanted to leave the armrest up and they wouldn't let him leave it up. When I'm reading the story right now, he wanted to leave the armrest up and they said no. And I guess they removed them from the plane for a safety issue, but what the, you know, and then they come forward and say later on that he was too big for the seat. Well, I, you know, and I, trust me, I have flown Southwest. I have nothing but good things to say about their customer service. But this time, they were dead wrong. I mean, the guy didn't even need an extension belt, like I said before. How big could the guy been? Now, how how big is the extension belt that you use when you go on when you fly? I don't even need an extension belt, and I'm I'm two I'm two hundred fifty six pounds. Okay, so, but I'm also five foot five. That it, it's I'm not you know tall and and wide either let me ask you this imagine sitting next to somebody you do not know so you don't need an extension belt you can fly normally okay i want to ask you this would somebody sit next to you that is so big that if the seat that the what do you call it the the armrest is not down their body will droop onto your body would you want somebody's body drooping on yours as you fly for two hours in the air you know that Big dog, that's just one of the things that we have to deal with as a society. That when we get on these airplanes, it's going to happen. We are, we are an obese society, and as soon as the skinny people realize that, then the better off we're going to be. Well, let's just get along. Let's just get along. Whether I, I, we're fat, skinny, tall, short, midgets, 
I know how much you like midgets, but you know. <laughs> no, seriously, I love midgets. I don't know why I never get to sit next to the midget on the plane. Seriously. <laughs> Don't get me about I try to get along in society. I don't even put my seat all the way back on the plane because I think it's kind of inconsiderate, uh, to be quite honest with you. Big dog, if I said you had a beautiful body, would you hold it against me? At full speed, coach. <laughs> all right. Big dog, Call if her. I said I had a gorgeous body, would you hold yours against me? I don't know. I guess if I ever go to a, a fly with you on a plane, I'll be able to look at your full body scan to see if you do have a beautiful body. Then we'll find out. All right. Caller Joe, we got to rock and roll. We appreciate the check-in. I think we do anyways. And uh, we are sensitive to the cause, my friend. I feel your pain. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, Big Dog. There it is. Later, John. Caller From Wisconsin. Heck, John. yeah, we're hitting all four corners of the globe, Coach. No question about it. Big hockey state. But Caller John will be watching uh, later today as our United States women take on Canada for the gold medal. Both teams, by the way, pregame will be subjected to a full body scan for security purposes, Big Dog. That'll be on MSNBC at 5 o'clock. Uh, yeah, there's definitely definitely uh, plenty to watch, including that. And, you know, you, you're, you're talking about Wisconsin, Coach, and I do think Wisconsin might be another province of Canada. Because you know, I was thinking about it. Everybody I know from Wisconsin, uh-huh. hockey is their favorite sport. Curling is their second favorite. Fish fry every Friday. If that isn't Canadian, I don't know what is, Coach. <laughs> well, it's close enough. It might as well be. You know, maybe it just kind of dropped off of Canada a little bit, but I'm sure the fine folks of Wisconsin will take that as, well, I was going to say they take it as a compliment. They probably won't the way you described it. Yeah, but I don't even think Wisconsin even touches Canada. No. I think we got a fine state like Michigan in between, right? And and uh, the state of Michigan, too. What are... The UP, as they would oh, call it. Yes, 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 the upper pencil. Thank you very much. All and right. I know I can't say that unless we're about to go to a break. Why not? The UP? Never mind, Coach. <laughs> I got it. 888-463-6748. We're getting sidetracked once again. The coach of the big dog off the full body scanners, off the airport security, back to sports if we could, big dog. Just finishing up the Olympic thoughts from yesterday. Uh, bobsledding competition. It took me a couple of days. I was anti-BS for about two or three days, but last night it finally got me. I got hooked. On the bobsledding competition, I don't know if you watched or not, but some pretty cool action and some uh, almost horrific crashes. Did you see a couple of those upside down turns? Oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean that, and, and especially when you're talking about a course where somebody had died on it, or uh, you know already. Well, on the luge, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know, but it's still the same course. You know, accidents like that—they're uh, mm-hmm. they, eerie when you see that kind of stuff. Coach. So I was not even aware that the luge track and the bobsled track are the same. They're all the same, and they all have different entry points. Okay. They're all like at one of the turns, mm-hmm. and like that—that's where their straightaway would go into. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like, there's like the men's, uh, like, and they alternate them too. Like, so like the skeleton runs are totally different than uh, the luge and the bobsled, but mm-hmm. the luge and the bobsled also have like the men's luge, and is like where the women start for the bobsled, that type of stuff. I got so it's the up. same track. Finally got hooked on it a little bit. The bobsledding competition maybe it was late at night. Maybe it was the coffee kicking into hot gear, but uh, it was pretty cool. The number one women's team, it was like the women's pairs bobsled competition yesterday. They crashed. And, and based on what the announcer was saying, I mean, that was an unbelievable rarity for the top team to crash. They never crash. But the pressure of the Olympic Games, you do things that sometimes you're not wont to do. The mm-hmm. one girl, I don't know if you saw it or not, she actually flew out of the, the bobsled. 
Oh, that was, that's the, that's what I'm talking about. That was the eerie one too, coach, because those, those accidents are crazy. Now you fall out of a bobsled that, a bobsled that wasn't doing this fast at the time of the crash, but that, they were, they got up to 95 miles an hour during that run. Mm-hmm. She was probably fell out of that when they were doing 75. Yep. You ever fallen out of a car doing 75 and not, fallen on a sheet of ice coach? That's not, probably not, re- not comfortable. Not recently, no. No, no, that's uh, that but, girl. That's one tough young lady because she got up. Yes, and you can tell she's going to be really, really sore today. Amazingly, and the other lady, the the bobsled turned. I don't know about full upside down, but about three quarter upside down. Had to be riding somewhat on her head. I mean, she was yes. smushed in a little bit, and she was okay. Both of them were obviously crushed and disappointed about their uh, defeat and the crash in the bob. But neither one appeared to be injured, which I thought was amazing. But what do I know about bobsledding? Uh, yeah, well, probably a little more than me, coach, because mm-hmm. you at least know that you're not, not supposed to ride on your head. Because when I was watching, no. I was like, man, that's cool. So I guess, you know, <laughs> but uh, you do that, know a little more than me, coach. That was good. You know what I'd like to see now? They had the snowboard cross last Olympics. They added the ski cross. And when I say cross, it's a four-person race, right? Wouldn't it be cool if they had uh, on one super wide track the bobsled cross? Four bobsleds racing against each other? Did we lose Big Dog again? Yeah. Oh. You're, you're coming and going, Big Dog, yeah. and you're, you're more going. We, we, we missed your comment. Try it again real quick, Dog. No. Coach. Yes, sir. I didn't hear anything you said. Okay, I was going to say, wouldn't it be cool if they put a new event in the bobsled cross where you'd have four bobsleds going down a track racing against each other? I don't know how insane that would be, but from a listener sitting on my couch or a watcher on my couch eating popcorn late at night, I would enjoy that competition. All right, we're going to try to get the big dog back. We're obviously having some technical difficulties. Uh, we're going to switch off the Olympic Games when we come back, get into some college basketball, NBA. Pitchers and catchers have reported, and spring training starting to kick in high gear. We've got any baseball fans out there, you can dial it up at 888-463-6748. We are always available via the email, mike2guys at AOL.com. The big dog, we hope, and the coach will return in about a minute and two seconds.
lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. And hopefully we got the big dog back. Uh, I want to remind everybody also, after our show today, we're going to do an 11 o'clock show, Thursdays and Thursdays only, dealing with youth sports, the games our kids play. We hope you stick around for that, the Youth Sports Fan Forum, every Thursday here on the TalkZone.com. Big Dog, real quick, before we get in the other stuff, we did have one emailer, uh, Lack of Skatesicle. Nice name, Lack of Skatesicle, who said, guys, you forgot to mention the big competition tonight. We would be remiss if we did not bring up, maybe, the signature event of the Olympics tonight, the finals of the women's figure skating, Una Kim. Moa Asada, Rachel Flatt, and the rest of them battle for the gold medal. Uh, yeah, it should be a really, really, really uh, good night tonight. Now, uh, I do believe uh, uh, Yuna Kim, she probably has it won right now, unless she falls down tonight and does something absolutely, like, uh, moronic, because mm-hmm. uh, she's, what, five points ahead of Moa Asada. Oh. But the, the long skates were twice as much, right? I think so. But I, I, wouldn't yeah, so, call it, I wouldn't call it moronic if someone falls down. That happens all the time at the highest level of the Olympics. So it's I, I, what I meant was like just do something stupid, coach. Really, I mean, really, I don't. I, I, or fall. I said do something moronic or fall down. I don't mean like if you're a moron if you fall down. Oh, obviously, okay, that's okay, okay, sounds, okay. You know, either fall down or make some other type of bonehead mistake okay. that you can make in I figure skating. I'm not exactly sure what it would be. Yeah, she's you know. got a five-point lead. I think Moa Asada was brilliant. We all have talked about and seen about one of the great moments of the Olympic game, uh, Joanne Rochette from Canada, whose mom had a heart attack four days ago. I think we've all seen the replays of that. What a dramatic moment. And I'm sure uh, not just in Canada, Big Dog, but there'll be a lot of people uh, everywhere, everywhere rooting for this young lady to perform at her highest uh, tonight. It was a great story. No, absolutely. You know, she's definitely rooting. I mean, you got to be rooting for anybody going through something like that. And and plus, she's really handled herself incredibly. You would, I would hope I would handle myself that well in that situation. Yeah, no question about it. All right. Uh, again, you want to talk Olympic Games? We are right here for you. Any of the sights you saw yesterday? Good, bad, the ugly, anything in between? And comments were right here for you. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Big dog and a coach with you till eleven o'clock. College basketball yesterday, big dog. The Fighting Irish fans got a little bit of feel good. That was a big win for Notre Dame yesterday. They beat Pittsburgh 68-53, and they did it without their All-American Luke Herringody. So the Irish fans haven't had much to cheer about of late, but uh, they got something yesterday. Yeah, it's funny. A game that you'd never expected them to win. I know, it was, you know, they played pretty well on their home court, uh, but they did not. I mean, I wouldn't expect them to win at that, that particular game without Heron Gody. So that huge win for the Irish. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati beat DePaul locally here in the Big Ten. Couple of big matchups. Purdue beating Minnesota. Best game of the night anywhere. 59-58. Their star player, big dog Robbie Hummel, got injured. We don't know how uh, severe that is, but it, they are the number three ranked team in the country. Do you have any uh, medical reports on Robbie Hummel? Uh, it does not look good. Oh, they, you know how college athletics, they don't really release anything, but basically yeah. they, they said he's not going to play in the next game. They know that for mm-hmm. sure. So, I mean, it looked bad, Coach. His knee bent, his right bent inward. Was he at math class this morning? We lost the dog again. Moment of silence for the big dog. Happy humble and him. Nope, he's coming in and out again. Uh, Big Dog, if you're listening to us, somehow the connection not 
great today. So uh, we do know Robbie Hummel is out for at least a game. If he gets injured severely, that's going to be a big hindrance for an outstanding team. be a shame because Purdue uh, probably as good a chance as anybody winning the national championship this year. They're riding on a 10-game winning streak. Ohio State knocked off Penn State 75-67. Buckeyes are playing very good. The Big Ten uh, right here in the Midwest going to come down to the wire. Four teams really all season long have been battling for the championship. Wisconsin, Ohio State, Purdue and uh, Michigan State and our Illinois fighting a line. I kind of on the outside looking in, but they've had a pretty good season as well. Uh, you want to talk some college basketball with us? March Madness is going to be a major, major source of discussion on this particular show. Two guys and a mic in the next uh, couple of weeks, in the next month or as long as the March Madness tournament goes on. We'll be talking a lot about that college basketball, one of our favorite sports. So 888-463-6748 is the phone number. And again, if you want to email us, it's Mike2Guys at AOL.com. I know Kentucky, number two ranked team in the country. They got a game against South Carolina today. And I think, if memory serves me correct, and more often than not of late, my memory doesn't serve me correct. Me and my memory are... Having a little bit of a battle right now. We're not. No, but your memory will be right about this. We're on South Carolina was terms. the one that beat Kentucky uh, at home, and now Thank they're at Kentucky tonight. I feel like Big Dog is coming and going. You're you're like the genie popping out of the bottle every once in a while. How are you, Dog? Everything okay? I guess I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> your computer or mine? I, I have no idea, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, we will continue on. But so, Kentucky's got what? Two losses this season, or just one? I, I thought it was one, Coach. I thought it was one. All right, and South Carolina's the team that beat him, so they got a chance for revenge. Tonight, I would think if you're a – I still remember watching that game, the celebration of the South Carolina fans. You remember that? It was on, uh, uh, you know, one of the late night – not late night, but uh, week so it was. It was the, yeah, it was the 8 o'clock game. Yeah, so it was like 10-15 when they're running on the court. What so. a great celebration that was by the Gamecock fan. Do you think John Calipari, the Kentucky coach, put on the video and uh, let his team watch the South Carolina – uh, Gamecock fans and teams celebrate their big win? Well, uh, i got to be quite honest with you. I really don't spend a lot of time on Calipari School of... Well, I'm not even talking John Calipari. I'm just talking about any coach. Would that be a good psychological move? Could backfire on you, too. It's past history. Most coaches would say you don't want to bring it up, but, you know, maybe. Maybe if you had the right psyche, you sit the team down and have them watch that celebration. That could work one of two ways. One of the ways is the players get really PO'd, and they come back and uh, they say there will be no celebration again tonight unless it's our celebration. Uh, we'll see if we can get the big dog back one more time. we got a few minutes left here on Two Guys and a Mic. And, again, our phone lines are open. You want to check in, 888-463-6748, NBA basketball last night. It's kind of a... In the NBA, this is kind of the dark zone time right now. We're not close enough to get into the playoff picture. The excitement of the beginning of the season is kind of worn off. So it's kind of a, one could say, a low before the storm, before the excitement gets in. There's a little bit of positioning for the playoffs, but it's kind of quiet time. Let the Winter Olympics die off for a little bit. Any NBA fans, feel free to disagree with me. Let us get into March Madness a little bit and then. And then we'll start to revisiting the NBA. But our Chicago Bulls locally did win a nice ball game yesterday. They've now won six out of seven. We got any Bull fans out there in the Chicago area? You want to talk some Chicago Bulls? We can do that. And uh, a streak did an end in the NBA last night. Kevin Durant. I mean, an amazing streak. Now I guess he's got a nickname. You know, you play that good, you get a nickname. The oh, Dur- of course. 
the Durantula. That, which is a great nickname because he kind of looks like that. But, yeah. yeah, his streak is over at 29 games of con- uh, consecutively scoring 25 points in those games, at least that much. So. And you can't just you can't just you know just talk about that record and move on. You got to let that sink in a little bit. I mean that's that's pretty amazing. 29 consecutive games of 25 points or more. Yes. When every NBA team is out to stop you, other defenses, Oklahoma City Thunder, the number one thing you do when you scout them is, hey, we got to contain Kevin Durant, right? Yes, yes. So you put your best defender on him. You gear your defense for 29 straight, 25 more point games. Behind Kobe and LeBron, is he, uh, I think the answer might be yes. Is he the next best player in the NBA right now, uh, Big Dog? He's the best scorer. And, and I, I want to wait a little bit longer because, like, Dwayne Wade is still pretty incredible. But, you know, I think he might have passed Dwight Howard. You know, he might be sitting there in, like, fourth place right now, and he can easily move up to second or third. Is, I mean, within a year or two, Coach, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, I mean, defensively, he isn't there yet, and he isn't like a dominant rebounder. Right now, he's just like an, a prolific scorer is basically what he is right now. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how he rounds out his whole entire game over the next year or two. I think the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, winning streak uh, was stopped at nine. They've been red hot of late. But would you agree with me right now is kind of a – a lull before the storm, kind of a dead time in the NBA, big dog, and no, uh, you know. Yeah, maybe definitely. A... I mean, like NASCAR's kicking off. You got catchers and uh, pitchers and catchers reporting. The rest of the teams are coming in. The mm-hmm. Olympics are in full throttle, and you know the, the U.S. team is, is playing phenomenal in hockey. So, you know what? This is a time where you know basketball kind of mm-hmm. gets to, you know put in the, on the back burner. You know what I mean? But you know, not to them, obviously, they're fighting scratching for every mm-hmm. win, but. Yeah, I see where you can get that feeling. Yeah, you mentioned pitchers and catchers reporting. I was all excited, you know, baseball back in the air. You hear about the team showing up. You see some of the pictures in the local media now that the two days of buzz is gone. I'm like, all right, who cares? When I see the articles in the paper now about, you know, various teams and stuff, I have almost like disinterest. It's like too long until April 1st of the end of March. Just can't get into baseball. So I guess my initial Pitchers and catchers buzz has worn off Big Dog, and I'm in a cathartic experience right now, but maybe I'm on an island of one. No, I haven't really got into it yet with the Olympics at at full board. I keep on telling this to you, Coach. I mean, like, uh, and once it happens, it's going to, MLB.com will be uh, on my phone and be refreshing constantly to find out all the updates. So you're not, I know you're a big Chicago Cub fan, so you're not reading all the articles on the Cubs and. Well, on the Cubs, I'm trying to get a little bit, but not my typical, uh, like, Mm-hmm. About a frenzy of reading stuff at this particular okay. time, but I really I haven't touched on anybody else. I just like look at the Cubs. Mm-hmm. As soon as the Olympics are done, though, um, right. I'll try to catch up on all thirty teams in Major League Baseball. Remember, you don't want to peak too soon. Don't want to peak too soon. Ease into it. Well, I okay. haven't even peaked yet in life, so the figures <laughs> that I'm thirty-seven. I better do it sooner or later. Thirty-seven. You sound much younger than that. I would have guessed about thirty-one or thirty-two. <laughs> you sure you're thirty-seven? Maybe you're just going a little more mature for the audience out there. It's outstanding. You'll be 40 in uh, in no time. You'll be joining the rest of us in middle age. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. 888-463-6748 if you want to check in. Two guys at a mic. The big dog's been coming and going. You're like a genie popping out of the bottle every once in a while, dog. We hear your voice. Then you disappear. We hear your voice. I know our engineers are working hard so that we can hear your voice more often. Either that or they're working hard to cut you off. I'm not sure which way it works. It, it all depends on which day of the week it is, Coach. Yeah. But everything okay in out in Aurora? Any uh, things happening in the house? The heat 
is back working the air conditioning uh, all set for the summertime. Any uh, house problems we need to be no, aware no, of? No, no, no. We got we have all that taken care of. Right. Hopefully, we have all, all that situation. You know, take. But I, I got to tell you something. That could really affect a household, especially we got so many people living here. So, so you got six, five guys, one girl. How many uh, bathrooms in this particular abode? Uh, yeah, we got three uh, full bathrooms, so we're all good. Three full baths. So there's yeah. no like there's no like waiting in line in the morning. Uh, no, but and luckily uh, there's we have three guys out there with one bathroom in the downstairs. <laughs> so you know, we have a utility sink. Does the one girl get her own personal bathroom? Yes. Well, she Jeez. shares that with uh, with Cloudy. Oh, so we, we have we, a I, I, we have a situation. I'm trying to get paint a picture, but David, to make things easier, we got to do a show one of these days from the big uh, big dogs boat. So our listeners can get a picture of the uh, eventful house, so we don't have to get all these descriptions here. Maybe it would be. We 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 have to do it in the summertime when the pool is going full bore, and okay. we have like our friends uh-huh. slash girlfriends over. Okay. It'll be a good show. I'll be more than happy. Hopefully, like it'll be like a July day. Uh-huh. It'll be about ninety four degrees at ten o'clock in the morning because it's going to be like the hottest day on record, <laughs> and we'll have we'll do a show up by the pool. Coach. Might help so, our ratings. Hey! Might help our ratings. We'll do a live webcast from your place uh, right next to the pool. Sounds fantastic. Certainly better than us talking about pitchers and catchers reporting. I guarantee you that. Now, now let me go back a second. You said that your roommate, Cloudy, am I gathering there is a relationship between said female and roommate, Cloudy, or did I misinterpret? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cloudy ah. and Kathy are dating. So ah. they, since there's dating, we gave them the master uh, bedroom. So they ah. actually share a room together. And then the other four bedrooms in the house, you got one person each in them. So that's, that's the six of us. All right, forgive, so me if I, sense, so. forgive me if I pry too much, but you can only talk Ohio State's victory over Penn State for so long. Were uh, roommate Kathy and roommate Cloudy, were they an item before? before mo- yeah, so before. That, that was moved in like that. Ah. This was, that's how we moved in. Darn. So. I was hoping it would be the other way around. would have made it for a much better story. How about um, – no, no. How about Mahmoud? Has Mahmoud entered? Uh, is there a little jealousy on the part of roommate Mahmoud? No, but it, it's funny. Mahmoud has the <laughs> only bedroom in the house that yes. has a window that faces east. What significance does that have? Because he prays every he prays four to six <laughs> times a day, coach, and he has to face east. It's just funny that it's like he's a, I find it a no coincidence, you know. So uh, whatever he's a. Uh, I was not aware. Every day. I was not aware that part of the the uh, religious tradition, you not only have to pray, but you have to be facing east. Yeah, you have to face Mecca, coach. But the sun sets. Mecca. The sun so, sets like, in the west. So just say if you're in Vladivostok, Russia, you would have to face west because that would Mecca would be west of you. Interesting. So actually, so if you're in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, by then you're switching over. You're no longer facing east. you got to face west at that point. <laughs> Depending on the time zone that you happen to be in, huh? I, I think right around Midway Island. All right. Coincidentally. All right. If, if we didn't confuse you with the Olympic talk, folks, I guarantee we're confusing with the last couple of minutes of uh, combination of religion and geography. I don't know about our listeners, Big Dog. I have become educated somewhat during this show between your early – Olympic-based geography lesson and our religious lesson that I just got. I've uh, I feel like a better man for this discussion. Oh, the difference between like when you hear a new country named Slovakia, you just assume it's part of the former Soviet Republic, but then you find out it used to be part of Czechoslovakia. Mm-hmm. So there you go. We, we 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 try to inform here on the on the show code. So there is now the Czech Republic, and there is now Slovakia. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. How many countries did Russia get divided into? Oh, uh, I think fourteen, coach. Fourteen. I'm pretty sure it was 14 because wow. it's okay. It's like Russia, 
Okay, and then there's like Georgia. Belarus, Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan, mm-hmm. Turkmenistan, mm-hmm. Georgia, Lithuania, Ukraine, Belarus. Now, let me ask you, getting back L- to the Latvia. That's already nine of them, and I'm sure there's like five other Ikistans that I forgot. <laughs> Uh, what would life be without a couple of issue stands? That's pretty impressive that you were able to name, name nine out of the 14. Most of uh, people, including myself, probably stuck at two or three. The hockey team from Russia, they are not allowed to borrow any of their ex-provinces. It is Russia and Russia no, only. Of course would... they would not want to borrow, Coach, because those people from those provinces, they treat those particular players like gold. You know what I mean? Like if you're Lat- the Latvian team and when you play Russia, this it's beyond rivalry, Coach. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Especially, like, remember with Georgia and Russia when they had a little deal going on with a little war that happened, like, like a 37-minute war. I remember the war. I don't remember the athletic uh, competition, though. I'm just saying, but, yeah, when they play each other, they don't like to give up their athletes to Russia. Mm -hmm. That's where for me to put it. All right. So the Russian team, to a certain extent, has, I don't want to say an excuse, but possibly a reason for not competing quite at the level in hockey that they used to, and if you're not aware, they got waxed yesterday by Canada, 7-3. to three. And I know Vladimir Putin, who occasionally listens to this show, uh, ex-President Putin, not a happy man watching that hockey game big up. No, he could not have been happy about that whatsoever. Yeah, you had the, the old former Soviet Union. Yeah, you're talking about all mm-hmm. those other countries thrown into the mix. So the Latvias and the Belarusians, which made it to the Olympic mm-hmm. uh, hockey tournament, those players would have been on the old Soviet Union team. That's why they had so many powerhouses. Absolutely correct. No question about it. The current uh, president of uh, Russia, I'm forgetting his name now. We do not have him as a listener yet to the talkzone.com. But uh, Putin, I know uh, Gorbachev and uh, I think Brezhnev back in the day, they were all at least occasional listeners here to the talkzone.com, big dog. So we're hoping, hoping to keep that uh, Russian pipeline going via the Internet. No, that's the only reason why we usually have those uh, eyebrow trimmers because we have so many uh, Russian yes. uh, uh, presidents, prime ministers that actually yes. listen to. Us. Yeah, Gorbachev, by the way, was not very uh, efficient on the computer. He had to pe- had people set it up, but he still listened to the show. Don't kid yourself. Not sure. That's a damn lie, and you know it. I think he used to listen to Barely Legal and also the Gambling Show. What's the name of our Gambling Show? <laughs> Maybe not. David Olson, our producer, saying, time to wrap. Oh, whoa, we're way past time here. Big Dog, uh, are you sticking around for the next show or not? You got to go? Yeah, I cannot today, Coach. Okay, beautiful. Dog, we'll talk to you on Monday. No, you won't be here tomorrow, right? Uh, we'll not be here tomorrow. I got to do a bunch of stuff with right. my uh, TV show. Say goodbye to the listeners in Russian if you could. Goodbye to the listeners in Russian if I could. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Stick around. We got the Youth Sports Fan Forum coming up in a minute. Big Dog and a Coach signing off.